Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. We are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of GreenLink Networks, which is a voice over IP channel only. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I wanted to take that pain away from some of the new guys. I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with three employees and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're an MSP. We're currently about a dozen employees. We were originally founded in 1999. I believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share their mind share on how to overcome issues. I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago. I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Hello and welcome back to the next episode of IT for Whiskey. I am Craig Hickman with my co-hosts Myron Herrera and Joe Usia. What's up? What's up? Ah, another show for our listeners to uh, tune in. So, do you think this whiskey I'm drinking right now will help the whole situation? No, I was told. What it situation would. is that? Would you like to elaborate on today's topic? We're talking about this coronavirus situation that's going on for all of us in America. COVID nineteen in America only. Oh, in Canada, it's, it's a global epidemic. And Canada. I'm sorry, my northern friends. No, no, this is the world, dude. This is it's the world, man. <laughs> All right, fine, fine, fine. I won't be so xenophobic. It is the world, eh? It's crazy times, honestly. A lot of drama has taken place since we last met. Yes, we were in San Antonio and we had a great time at the exchange event. And then you guys came to Dallas and so a little bit of my hometown. I believe uh, you guys uh, will never be the same after that. I am so moving to Dallas. Watch it. Watch out, Dallas. Here I come. <laughs> well, so since then, it's only been like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, a lot of things have happened. And, you know, this coronavirus has changed the world. And I think us as MSPs, apart from being able to support our customers and things like that. It It's changing the, the way that we do business. And I guess the big question in the discussion is, how are we dealing with it and what are we doing? In, in my particular case, I got staff, two different countries in three different states. So how are we all dealing with this? Well, to me, it's, it's really simple. It feels like this. Songwriter? No. It's the walking end of the world. <laughs> It sounds like Game of Rolls. Yeah, we might have to block that out. <laughs> I think that's copyrighted. I think we might actually have to. Uh, uh, Kevin, can you fix that? Um, we might have to actually pick that out. <laughs> you know, actually, Joe, if you, if you were just to sing it, I think that actually might work. 
<laughs> no, you don't want me singing. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hard pass. So <laughs> talking about Dallas and, and how beautiful Dallas is, when we were there, I I have to say it made me really appreciate, you know, some of the history, you know, JFK site that we went to and whatnot. That was stunning. I, I will say, and Craig, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, I literally had the absolute best steak I've ever eaten. At knife. So, sadly, uh, Myron has ruined us for life. Right, right. I, I attempted to recreate my celebrity status at knife to recreate the steak that I had that that place with you guys, and I you failed. I failed. Yeah, I failed. Of course, the fact is that my my steak was not ninety days aged. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not only that, but tell everybody the experience of what 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 happened when we went there. Thank you, Craig. So we went to Knife, which is a very unique steak restaurant in Dallas. I think it's only in Dallas and Miami. That's correct. Is that the two locations? So at this location. Is it it's in Miami as well? Oh, I am so. I don't know about Miami. They, they may be expanding. But there's one in Plano, Texas, and one in Dallas that I know of. I got pictures of a steak, of a piece of meat that was over two years aged. So in this restaurant, they have a special room where they age their own meat from two different farms that they get them from. And in the room, there was 45 day, 90 day and 240 day aged meat and longer. The thing is that you guys got to, got to go into the room and experience that, which is not a typical thing. That was incredible. If there's an upside to this whole pandemic that's been happening, the restaurant was pretty dead. And when we walked in, the restaurant manager kind of said, hey, do you want to check it out? So yeah, why wouldn't we? And he took us into this cooler. He spent, what, 20 minutes with us guys? Pretty much. Walking us through almost every piece of meat, how they spread the mold to make it age. And it was an incredible experience. So my advice is if you're ever in the Dallas area. Call me. Call Myron and take him out for a steak. The service was exquisite. They came out with desserts that we didn't ask for. They, the wine was great. The, the bacon. Oh, Craig, tell him about the bacon. Tell him about the bacon, Craig. I only got four pieces. Four little pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing. I felt really sad that I had to share the Technically, bacon. it was five pieces because <laughs> the, it was the bacon jam. Right? Phenomenal. It was a good experience. Uh, and, and anybody that is in the Dallas area... I would suggest to go check out Knife. It's my favorite steakhouse. But even even their um, the bread was great. The lamb was great. We we got like two types of ninety day aged steaks. Yeah, and we got lamb, and we got oh, it was just the the sides. The oh, dude, honestly, best meal I ate at a restaurant in years. John, you know, hook me up when I go there. <laughs> Call Myron, he'll bring you, and you, you have to pay. I like, what was it? The uh, the creme brulee creme was my, brulee. Was my creme favorite. Brulee. The creme for the record, they are not sponsoring this, this. We paid handsomely for that meal, and we're still still talking highly of it. So Yes, they had me at bourbon. So each steak we got was 32 ounces. They brought the steaks out, like medium, medium rare, kind of a Chicago-style steak. However, the steaks were neatly sliced and removed from the bone, but then reattached so that we could each individually try each of the steaks. And we also got lamb with that order. Which actually, I thought the lamb was excellent. I thought it was very good. The banana, the, dude, that that banana dessert. What was that called again? The ba banana bourbon and dulce. There was nothing there that I can talk badly about. Like everything was fine. And did you guys like my pasta? The pasta was good. You ate all the pasta. The pasta's gone. It was gone. You're like, oh, I don't know about this pasta craze. It was good. You usually, you know, go to an Italian restaurant for pasta, but the steakhouse did a good job. Knife was good. I would absolutely go back. 
No question, hands down. And do you guys like my cheap bottle of wine? <laughs> <laughs> so Craig decided to order a bottle of wine that it was a Malbec from France. <laughs> whatever it came from another country that normally doesn't make that type of grape i'm not gonna say what it was because it doesn't matter i ordered the second bottle though and come on it's usually you go to mendoza argentina for melbecks right that's all that's the only place it comes from it's the only place so melbeck from france was like yeah uh ooh la la it was it was uh very good i liked it very much right uh-huh uh-huh but that second again anyways let, let, let's pull this back let's pull this back a little bit we 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 um we really need to talk about this coronavirus what are you talking about what virus what, what's going on tell us uh, <laughs> how it's affecting so many businesses so many of our customers some of it so many of our clients ac across the united states and the world so you know i think that for my own my own question is how how are you guys dealing with it and you know how are you overcoming the employees being afraid the customers maybe not paying the customers requesting remote access the customers you know potentially losing customers we as an industry as an msp how should we be preparing for this right uh, you know you we're already seeing first layer hotels airlines restaurants bars all of that's being affected healthcare on the opposite side healthcare is like it's it depends on the on the vertical so if you're if you're dealing with dental or you're dealing with you know mental health or you're dealing with uh eye care or anything of that nature then they're getting hit hard because nobody wants to go in it's 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 more elective type stuff that you know if i go now i go in six months i'm not going to die so it's it, you know healthcare like your your gp or you're talking about private hospitals and whatnot yeah they're doing well but the opposite is happening with electives like chiropractors and massage therapy and all that side of the the, the 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 medical industry they're getting hammered right now yeah i'm not seeing maya my massage therapist in a while right so maya i know you listen so sorry and it's nothing against the the, the practitioner you know what i i just need to protect myself that's what it comes down to. So absolutely, absolutely. There's certain areas that, you know, they could take advantage of telehealth and things like that. But that only, like you said, that only works for a certain niche. It doesn't help the physical therapist or the chiropractor or, and things of that nature. You know what I would say is as an MSP, big picture, what we're doing with that vertical is any, any of our customers that are having a financial crisis, we're saying to them, look, there's the essentials and then there's, I don't, I don't want to call it the frills, but the add-ons, right? So the essentials are anything that I got to pay for it. You know, I got to pay Microsoft Office 365 and Azure licenses and your antivirus and your anti-spam and your backup. And that's all stuff that's essentials to your business. And I'm paying hard numbers out. My labor, I can deal with it for short term. So what we're basically saying to our customers is, Let's work out a, a scenario where you're covering the hard, hard costs, my soft costs of labor. Let's figure out a ratio of it. And then, you know, once things pick up in three months from now, we'll come back. It's not that we're saying to them, we're forgiving you for these fees. What we're saying to them is we're going to give you a little bit of a payment holiday on that portion of it. So let's say overall 30% of their, their billables, we'll, we'll give you a payment holiday for six months or three months or whatever it is in order to help you out. The, the key here is this. And sorry to stop you real quick, but that's also depending on your, your financial 
well-being. So how, how much can you handle? But I think that's great. But the, the key is you got to think of bigger picture. We spend so much money year over year, like day, day, month, month, year, year on marketing and new customer acquisition and all these great things. My firm belief is the way the economy is today because of, of COVID-19 and because of this pandemic, no one's going to make decisions at this point because everyone's out. If you look at saying, all right, I'm not going to spend money on business development because it's going to be impossible to acquire new customers, but I'm going to spend money on customer retention. Now's the time to earn their respect. Now's the time when you stand by them the hardest of times. Now is when you, you show them that you care about them, you love them, and you respect them. Do what you can to help them because long they're going to stick through it with you when you need them. Right. Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, going back to the financial crisis, we had some customers that were in the financial market in in, in Manhattan and stuff, stuff like that. And we, we struggled with them and we were very flexible, again, to the best of our abilities. And we, we provided, we, we stretched out their terms or whatever the case is that we, we did. Um, or, or I think that's a great idea. What Joe's saying about being able to split up the, those hard costs that, that we have to go out and pay, you know, so if we're paying Office 365 and it's a cost of goods, then we should be able to maybe get that from the customer so that we can cover those costs. So that way our impact isn't as, as great, as great for us in the financial uh, downturn, um, or, that we had in 10 years back or whatever it was, those customers became so loyal to us that when we got out of it, there were so many projects, so much growth, it paid out massively. So yeah, if you have the ability to do that, that's a, that's a great, great advice. Well, the reality is this, bigger companies are going to hold back Small companies have small problems. We think they're big, but they're small. Big companies have big problems. And so they have to be much more conservative. But as a small company or as a small MSP, you know, up to 50 users uh, in an MSP, like employee wise, if you stick by those customers, the majority of those customers, you know, they're human and they're good people and they like you because you do a good job and you take care of them. And when you really take care of them in the hardest of times, when things turn around, you're going to be the first one to to take heed to that. Like, look at look at one of my favorite companies that everyone knows. What's my favorite? One of my favorite companies out there, guys. Com Comcast. Balvini. <laughs> uh, no, Tesla. Definitely Tesla. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why we couldn't think of that. I don't know why. So you look at them, like they had a, a, a 900, $912 was their, their stock share a couple of weeks ago. And now they're just over, they're hovering over 300 bucks. Is that Canadian or US? Oh, the USD, US. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're at 361 US as of today. So you look at where they were as a company versus where they are. The first thing a company like that is going to do is they're going to hold back on their, their, their purchases to weather the storm. But you know full well it's not going to change their, their capital position in the market. When they come out of it, they're going to go on a spending spree to get back to where they should have been. So you need to look at your customers and say, you know what, you're going through a hard time. I get it. It's going to affect us all. It's going to roll downwards. You know what? Whether you like or not, the U.S. government and the Canadian government today is irrelevant. They're both coming out with with relief packages to help the, the small business market. Take a look at it as it comes out. Probably by the time this publishes, there'll be more news. They need to get off their butts, stop fighting and just take care of it. Right. 
But my point is, there are programs to help us. And if you didn't listen to one of our previous podcasts, we talk about insurance, we talked about protecting yourself, and you couldn't afford to do that, that's great. But even if you didn't do that, look at what's coming out and what has come out. See if you can take advantage of it to help you weather the storm. The bottom line is this, take care of your customers. If you take care of them today, they will be with you tomorrow. And that is how you got longevity. Yeah, for sure. And they're going to talk about that to their friends that are also business owners or their higher ups in other businesses. And that's going to bring you new accounts. It's going to, it's going to ride you, you know, in the financial downturn, um, Cinetech, our MSP, uh, actually grew through that process because we were the ones that were still there, still helping our customers through that difficult time. And we got so many referrals um, that really made a big difference. And I think that if everybody takes that approach, everybody's everybody's scared right now. Uh, staff is scared. Customers are scared. Vendors are scared. So, you know, if you are taking that um, forward approach and trying to help everybody, it will pay in, you know, tenfold, you know. Craig, you've been quiet. You know, how are things in Indiana? Well, there's there's never any room for Craig to actually speak about anything of importance. Liar. At least I bring you into it. So I'm drinking this single barrel new riff. Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about the MSP's role in this pandemic time, and you talk about whiskey. Well, it actually calms me down when we get all stressed out about this stuff. So I, you know, cheers. Cheers. It's so good. It is so good. What what are you so Craig, tell us exactly what are you drinking and tell us a little bit about it and what the background is. Because So New Riff, if, I don't know if anybody remembers OKI, which is the uh, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana bourbon that is now completely sold out and you can no longer buy. It's an excellent uh, whiskey. They now have come out with the New Riff single barrel. Uh, the only problem with this, this is a very young uh, bourbon. It's only about four years old, a little young for Craig. I usually like a nine or 12 year old uh, whiskey. But uh, it's 113 proof. It's kind of warm. Uh, luckily, Craig does not need an ice cube or water to drink his his whiskey. I do. Is it grainy? No, I don't taste any grain in it. No, I left my Cheerios downstairs. Uh, if, but however, you know, a lot of people ask me, is the new riff worth it? And I said, well, if you can find the single barrel, yes. The other ones, mm, debatable. If it's at Joe's house, yeah, you can drink it because he paid for it. Oh, but, you know, you guys know a little bit about my drama here. Why? Because I don't have the same rule as you. It doesn't matter how much you drink out of a, out of a bottle. Just if you're enjoying it, just keep going. That's my rule. Your rule is you can try any bottle once. My rule is if you like it, drink it. Myron, what are you drinking today? I had two great buddies of mine visiting me at my home for the first time recently. And who, who were they? What were their names? This guy from Indiana, from a small town in Indiana, and this other guy from a foreign company, a foreign country in uh, in Toronto, um, Craig and Joe. You guys might know about him. Really? I, I think I heard of that guy Craig before. He's he's pretty sexy. By the way, Craig means rock and Gaelic. <laughs> he's shady, shady people. Uh, so I'm drinking a Speyside Glenlivet uh, Balnella. I don't even know how to pronounce this. B-A-L-N-E-L-L-A-N. Vanilla. Yeah. It's it's like vanilla, but yeah, it's the Spanish thing vanilla. <laughs> uh it's a it's a single malt, uh, obviously. Um Oloroso Sherry Cask finish. Um it's actually pretty, pretty good. I've um we opened the bottle. 
I remember that. We sat around your campfire, your uh, fire in your backyard, and it was, it was a gas-powered campfire. If you ask my kids, they'd be like, "Dad, we had a campfire." Yeah, it was propane. My fire pit, yes. You you sat around my fire pit, and we opened this up, and we drank about half of it, and Craig Craig drank half half of it. <laughs> I, I think it might have been my go-to because I wasn't allowed to touch the Blanton's gold. The Blanton's gold never made it to the fire pit. Very close. Correct. Yeah. So you were you were at close proximity to one, and you didn't uh, take take the opportunity. You did try the Blanton's, which you had not tried. I mean, we had it at the end, so it was like a poor choice at the end. I I don't know why. Do you know to this day, not only can I not get Blanton gold in Canada, but I've never tried it. There you go. So the glow, the gold, just like me, just that's why we didn't open the gold. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't open the gold because you fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> I had a little uh, nappy time. You did. You know what the best part was? The best part was this. The very next day, we decided to go to Total Wine, one of the liquor stores in, in, in Texas and in Dallas. And I don't know how many hundreds, plural, hundreds of dollars we spent there. I'd say between the three of us, it was. I think it was over a grand. Yeah, it was over a grand. Imagine that. I I'm drinking what I what I bought that day. I I'm drinking this Glendronic. And yeah, surprise. <laughs> no, but this is different because I can't get this here. It's a 14 year old virgin oak finish. So I read up on it before I drank it because. And by the way, it's just on the shelf here in Dallas. It is, but it, it doesn't exist in my country. So <clears throat> I read up on it and, you know, they, they mature it in European oak first for 10 years. And then they put the last four years in American oak virgin casks. So it gives it this really great flavor. So I'm a big coffee guy and I totally taste coffee in this. I, I, you may crazy but i get this coffee the, you know when you, you ever, I, so one of our customers does um espresso bean roasting so when you go to their place and you smell that the bean being roasted i love that smell but you know i i say the finish is the killer because i finish when you finish it i taste banana i, I can't explain why but it gives me this banana aftertaste so i if you like co uh, coffee smell and then banana finish doesn't mix normally but it, it works so Still not as good as the Glendronic 12. I'd still say my the 12 is their best product ever out of the four that I've tried, but it is definitely a good runner up. Definitely. Yeah. I, you know, the banana piece actually makes me think about not drinking it. I do like everything else you mentioned. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird aftertaste, but believe it or not, it actually works. I, I can't explain it. Again, the Glendronic 12, the one that's done in, uh, what is the sherry casks and whatnot, to me, I still think is a much superior product. Like if I had to say this 14 virgin oak, I'd give it a seven out of 10 and I'd give the Glendronic an eight and a half out of 10, the, the 12 old. So what bottle did you both buy? under my recommendation. Hey, hey, don't mention it. Don't mention it. Don't, no, I'm not mentioning it because it's for it's for my next episode at the office. My next episode at the office. It could be six months. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many people I've shown this bottle in the last week and a half? 
Yeah, so I, I found this bottle hidden in the back, and I was like, whoa, I've never seen two of these in the wild before, literally. And uh, No, 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 don't mention it. Don't mention it. It's suspense. So Myron buys this bottle, and I'm not going to lie, the packaging was very sexy, and we're standing in line at the cash register, and I'm like, ooh, what is that? And Craig's like, oh, my God, it's so, da, 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 it's this, it's that, it's the other. And so as they start ringing my stuff up, I said to the cashier, I, I'll be back. <laughs> So I ran back, but I had to go get the bottle. We didn't, we, we was so far back at the top of the shelf. $150 later, $150 later. Okay. And this is a brand I would never buy back home because it is looked at as the Johnny Walker red of the industry, right? From a branding perspective, but it's market positioning on, on how they position it in the market here. But then I read up on it and I was like, I am so happy. So happy about that bottle. Opened yet? Not. I have not touched it yet because it is for our podcast. Maybe maybe we should do a special episode after we get over this coronavirus stuff. The three of us drinking the same thing. All right. Do you guys see right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I right see there, it. Right there. There it is. I see it. I also see, I also see the Blanton Gold. <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about it. Oh, don't mention the Japanese Don't plans? say it. All right. All right. So, so going, going back to this, I want to focus on this issue, right? Some of the things that us as MSPs we're dealing with, right? Our staff working from home at this point And when this airs, if you haven't done that, you need to do that immediately because it's just the right thing to do. Send people home and they work from home. It allows them to cope with their personal issues as well as create that social distancing that we have to do. I think that at the end of the day, uh, our customers will appreciate that you do that because that means that our staff is more likely not to get infected or get sick. They're there and available to help their customers and they can allow their customers to do that as well. So I think that that's, that's something that if it hasn't happened yet, you and you're still on the fences, you gotta pull the trigger on that. We did it last Wednesday, so we sent everybody home by Friday. Everybody was working from home, and it's it's been great. We implemented it starting it, Monday. It's, it's it's important in the sense of from a customer standpoint. Depending on your contracts, I mean, in my case, my contracts setting them up for remote connection is mostly included in the contract. Some people, it may not be. So there's potential of you being able to bill for extra hours and things like that, which is great. I've seen some sales in laptops and stuff like that. Joe, what what have you seen? We've sold a lot of uh, remote worker solutions between WebEx, VPN licenses, laptops are another big one, and uh, help desk being able to support the remote users because those customers that we have that have internal uh, support staff that run around at desk to desk, well, when they're all working from home, you know, it's really hard for them to to be able to support that many users. So they've come to us and said, hey, can you know three months, six months, whatever it is, can you just cover? us and go on month to month after three months. And we've said, yeah, sure, we'll do a 90 day commit and then uh, you know, a 30 day cancellation just to keep them going. Because the reality is at this point in March of 2020, none of us know when is this going to end? We don't know. That's the reality, right? I know here and, and likewise for you guys down there, the majority of anything that's funded by the government is shut down for a few weeks. It is what it is, and let's get through this as as an economy, as a community, as society. We're all in the same boat. So it's not like anyone is being pinpointed differently. We're all being flung the same stuff right now. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you and I agree. And I think that I think that your your customers are going to be a little bit more flexible in terms of, you know, things like schedules and things of that nature. So don't focus too much on that, but more focus on being able to deliver the services. You know, one one thing for us, it hasn't been a big factor because 99% of our customers are already taking advantage of that. But SonicWall has something called virtual office. It's something that can be put into the data center, uh, it, it's virtualized. You can put that in, uh, offer that as a service for your customers so they can remote into their, their, their accounts. You know, I don't want to get too technical, but you know, think out of the box on how you can help your customer be able to get through this period. Again, do you make money on it? That's great. If you make some money on it, that's okay as well. Long term, what it's going to do, it's going to position you as the, the company that really s- stepped up and helped not only the customer, but your community. You know what I mean? So right now, that's the most important piece is help your community as best as can. And the universe, I think Joe has said this in the past, the universe will come back and pay you in dividends. Karma, karma. Karma, karma, that's the word. My plan is to offer LogMeIn for free for two months for all new signups. There you go. I mean, let's help our customers because the more they succeed, the more they will be able to grow later on. I mean, if they cancel by the third month, I'm out some money. But if they stay, then great. And like like Joe says, it's it's marketing money that you're spending in, in one way or another. We're, we're waiving all onboarding fees right now. Just come on board. We'll take care of you. We're giving you a 90-day commit. That's all we're asking for is, hey, you know what? Let's look at this for 90 days because the truth is there's a lot of time and investment. If you want to come on for a week, it'll kill us, right? Because it may take us three weeks to onboard you and then you're done. So it it doesn't work. It's not viable. But we're saying just commit to 90 days, which is reasonable in any business. And We'll give you a 30-day cancellation. If you don't like it, then it's fine. Cancel, whatever, whatever. And the truth be told, like like my my darling, as I said earlier, Tesla, my darling company says, your deposits, yeah, they're fully refundable. You're really not happy? Take the money back. We don't care. It is what it is. The bottom line is this. Human nature, we're naturally good people. We're not evil people. So for the most part, looking at big picture, do right by your customers. And in the end, you're only going to serve yourself. Pay it forward and you'll see it comes back to you. Take care of them. Now's the time to earn that respect. And you'll see they won't leave you for You'll a be the trusted time. advisor for, for years and years and years. I mean, you know, in our case, we're getting a lot of requests for like go to meeting style, or, you know, or Zoom because they need to do video conferencing or they need to, um, some industries are still hiring. Uh, some of them are hiring at a very high, fast rate. So being able to help them to get through that at a very quick turnaround, it's, it's going to be significant. But I want to go back to uh, staff. You know, some of you may have just a few staff members. Some of you may be as, as, as big. I know, I know one listener has, you know, over 200 uh, employees. Your staff also, uh, it's something that I focused a lot on. Make sure that you communicate to your staff about where you are as a business. How do you feel? How, how you feel that this, this is going to impact you or how you have prepared to deal with this? I've gotten notices from 
insurance uh, providers saying that because of the insurances that I have and how I'm limited to not being able to go to my offices, potentially there's there's uh, there's a potential to uh, put in for a claim. Or, you know, look at the SBA if you have, you know, if you need for capital right now the, the in the U.S. at least, I don't know, in Canada, but uh, Trump has made it very accessible to use the SBA as a form to get some cash, you know, influx. So that way you're able to operate and continue to grow. In, in my case, uh, we, we have some experience in that space. So if, if anybody has some questions or whatever, I'm more than happy to help. You, you know, you know, you, Myron, you said one thing that what you, the moral of what you said was so on point. You, you talked about your customers, you talked about your suppliers and you talked about your employees and you talked about reassuring everyone we're still open for business. You're not losing your jobs. We're not going away. This is a setback for the world. But the good news is we're a strong company. We're going to be here at the outcome of it. Communication is the critical thing. Like I, I took that from you the other day, as, as a lot of our listeners have heard us say several times, the three of us talk daily. We talk a lot about our internal things that are going on. We get very open and intimate. And so Myron actually sent us, uh, the two of us, an email he sent out to his staff and said, hey, you know, and I was about to send out an email to my staff and, and I took heed to what he said about, hey, you know what? Your jobs are not at risk. So hats off to you on that one. Thank you for that because I I communicated to my staff that, hey, guys, we're okay as a company. We're just changing how we do business. And at the end of the day, we're going to come through this stronger. We're going to come through this as, as, as a more refined organization and in tune with our customers. Don't worry about your jobs. No one is getting fired. We're just changing how we do things. It was critical to be able to communicate that from right from our employees to our customers to our suppliers and say, hey, you know what? We've just changed how we're doing things, but we're strong. We're going to be here tomorrow. And sometimes, even if you're not sure and you have doubt in your mind, if that is the reality, sometimes you need to act as if just you really do. Don't don't commit to it. But, you know, at least say, say, look, at, at this time, we're we're in a good position and I don't ex I don't expect it to change because that's the reality. I mean, we don't know what tomorrow may. Hit. I mean, this could it, it can go really bad. So. I don't want to fear monger, but, but you're right. You, we don't know what tomorrow's going to hold or next week. Well, for crying out loud, when we were in Dallas, right, we went around like it was nothing and we had no fear and we knew about this. This was a week and a half ago. Within a couple of weeks, look how drastically it's changed. You know, it's, it's funny though, but here in my, in my house, we've got a calendar of the day that you guys left, not because of you guys, but it just because we were all over the place and we're using that as a, as a measurement of, you know, our 14 day quarantine, you know, uh, of, you know, wh where I've been and how much stuff I've touched and whatnot, because you never know, you know, and I have little ones, you know, I think I've made that, you know, and most people that know me know that. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy times. It's crazy times. And we, and look at what happened with Craig, Craig, you want to talk about what happened to your family recently or. So, so my, my eldest went to France and was forced to come back early level three now is under quarantine at my house. The other part of the family, we're supposed to go to London. That has all been canceled. Obviously, we are not going to London. But since my daughter has come back home early, my wife and my other two are, are not here right now. But Emma is under quarantine. I am now also under quarantine because we're in the same household. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the new it's the new thing, you know. If you remember back, or if you were in business back then, or you obviously were part of society, so you you dealt with nine eleven 
And there wasn't a quarantine, but it's almost the same feeling that it's the end of the world. So in 9-11, I was actually in Edinburgh, Scotland. And when that occurred, we were not able to get home or call home. It's similar in some ways with the pandemic, like from a psychological standpoint, but this is different. But it has the same sort of um, feeling like doom and gloom kind of. But as with all things, this shall pass. You need to do what's best now to be prepared when that time comes. We're going beyond what we typically go, but I think this is a, a, an important topic. I want, I want to talk about, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that still um, feel that there's, there's a lot being done here that for something that potentially has less impact of, than the flu and whatnot. And we're not going to go into that dilemma, but I do want to talk about this virus attacks the elderly mostly. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not a specialist. I just because of what I know. The biggest fear is not that we can overcome it. Hey, you're healthy, you're young, whatever the case is, uh, you could potentially overcome it, but it potentially overcome it still means that you will require health services. You will require to go to a hospital. You will require to go to a medical center and they're going to need to treat you. So by you becoming infected or by somebody that you know becoming infected, this means that you are crowding our medical services, whether it's our hospitals, our 24-hour ERs or whatever you want to call them where you live. And by doing that, you are taking the spot of somebody that really, really, really needs it, like my mom. Just don't let me talk about my mom. <laughs> no, we don't talk about your mom. No, he's, he's got a good point, though. I completely agree. So I think people need to self-isolate, do what they got to do. Our role is to move our staff locally so that they can work from home, right? So that they can work remotely and they can allow their customers to do that as well. Yeah, but as an MSP, what's our role? Yeah, absolutely. And let us know. Let us know what you guys are doing. Email us at social at itforwhiskey.com or either in one of our platforms, whether it's Instagram or whatnot. Let us know what everybody's doing, because the more we allow, we let everybody know, somebody may not be thinking about it. It may help them to continue to go through this process. Exactly. Correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but the moral of today's episode is Pay it forward, do what's right, and it'll come back to you in karma, in dividends. I, I, I want to thank you, too, for all the help you guys have done the past week sharing. It's helped a lot. It's beyond business. This is We're talking about humanity here now. So if you figure something out that maybe someone else hasn't, share it with us. And we'll be sure to share it with the world and say, hey, think of this and how we can help each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's key, you know, between the three of us, especially that we get tidbits of information from different perspectives, different circles that we, we run with and we're helping each other. Why? Because it's the right thing. It's friendship aside. It is really the right thing. We're talking about a global epidemic. We're not talking about a localized issue that, hey, opinionated. No, this is a global epidemic. How do we as humans, as a race, deal with this and as msps in particular that we are the it department for many companies how are we going to help them survive so that they can be here tomorrow and so can we so share like comment and feel free to send us emails directly we respond to every single email you send us all right kevin take it away pew, 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 pew. Oh, chicka, bow, bow. 
That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. One, two, three. Wash your hands, your hands. It just takes 20 seconds. Wash your hands, your hands. It's for your own protection. No exceptions, no objections. You'll make such a nice impression. No infection if you only wash your hands. And you're done.